0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, July 4th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift.
1: hi everyone welcome back to Rocket City Lift I'm Tara Bulger and
0: I'm Brett Goodman and
1: we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day today we're going to talk about a passage from the book of Romans but before we get to that let's begin with prayer
0: Let us pray Lord God as your grace comes into our lives may we be transformed May our hearts be more loving may our minds be more compassionate. May we be able to see the hurt in the world and seek redemption as you have redeemed us. We pray this all in your name. Amen.
1: Amen. Listen now to our reading from the Apostle Paul's um, letter to the church in Rome. So this is the 12th chapter of Romans, verses 1 through 8. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Prophecy in proportion to faith. Ministry in ministering. The teacher in teaching. The exhorter in exhortation. The giver in generosity. The leader in diligence. The compassionate in cheerfulness. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, how are you? Do you have any fun 4th of July plans?
1: I'm good, although it just occurred to me I went to the gym this morning and came right here and I might fall asleep during this. Um, (laughs) It's not personal. (laughs) Um, 4th of July, yes. So some of the senior adults in our congregation are going to get together and have some barbecue and I got invited. Whoop, whoop. So I'll I'll be coming to that. What about you? Uh,
0: Similar. Um, You know, it was interesting of... well, you know, it's a nice three-day weekend for most people, but not us pastors. Um, so we're not going anywhere. And you know, usually, I don't know what our plans are, but Allie has made them, and then I just kind of show up. But I noticed she hadn't made any. Um what? So I know it's wild. And so I probably also uh, got invited to our older adults thing, and it's going to be a lot of wonderful people there. So I will also see probably you there. Come. <laughs> see you there. I just, you know. On a day off, it's just good to see you again, Tara. I don't see you enough. (laughs) No (laughs) one is buying that nonsense.
1: No one. They can hear the sarcasm.
0: Oh, but to our scripture and and this passage from Romans, what, what do you think Paul is saying here about our bodies and our minds?
1: I think a little context might help, so I'll start there. Um, this book, the book of Romans, is widely known as kind of a summation of Paul's theology and pastoral care. So if you really want to know all the intricacies of what Paul thinks about how the gospel um, works in kind of this new time after Christ, Romans is a good place to start. But it's also important to remember that it's also a pastoral letter. It's written to a community that is beset on all sides with challenges um, to who they are. And what I mean by that is there's, an inc- there's in a Hellenistic or Greek culture that tells them um, that, you know, philosophy and success and uh, all those sorts of things are important. And so Paul wants them to remember who they are and why that matters and so for Paul the greatest truth for him is that he was someone who tried to follow the law and he could never follow the law and Christ came into the world and he experienced a right relationship with God because of Christ not himself and because of that he thinks that we all owe our very lives to Jesus Christ that if we fully grasp the enormity of what we have been offered and freely given, we will want to live our lives in response. And so, for Paul, worship isn't something you do once a week, right? That sacred hour of <laughs> 11 a.m. or and or 8:30, but rather it is um, your whole life should be worship of God. Every part of your physical being and of your mental being should be um, given over to God. And so. Our bodies should worship in all that we do. And I don't mean our bodies in that, just our physical manifestation, but we, the whole of ourselves should worship because we are so grateful because we know who we are and we know the grace that we have been given. And then the other part I think for Paul is that um, we're not, we're not to stay stagnant. We're to constantly ask ourselves, what is God's will? and then endeavor to use our will to carry that out. And if that is the case, then we have to constantly be um, growing in faith toward God. So that was a lot of words, Brett.
0: That was a lot of, a that lot was of a good lot words. Of words. A lot of good words, <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about this? Um, yeah, I, I think that background with uh, on the Book of Romans is is so helpful. Correct me if I'm. Is Romans one of the last letters that he wrote? Indeed, indeed. So you know, at this point, Paul's had time to think about his theology, right? He's 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 worked, he's lived in all these communities, he's visited, and he's these written
1: a lot of other letters, mm-hmm. helping solve problems on the ground. Yeah, that'll develop your theology more than anything, <laughs> yes. won't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I think I think we see with. Rome with the church in Rome that there is you know there's struggles in every aspect of life but there's no uh in a lot of his other letters there's there is like an existential threat to the community that he is addressing uh that that uh from within the community of of the bitterness uh or on the outside of the community uh but with Romans he really has an opportunity to sit down and work out what exactly this means uh and it'll, it's a brilliant book um and, and to your point also of you know this is a this is in Rome we have the Hellenistic philosophies that are reigning supreme and and one of those things is the uh, dualism of the mind and body from Platonic thought of of that the that the soul is good um, and that they're trapped in these bodies of meat that are evil and if we could just remove those things would be okay and so what Paul does is he eliminates that uh, in in this one short paragraph at the beginning that we have both. Our bodies and our lives, and these physical things that God has sculpted and created, uh, and then we also have our minds and our hearts and our souls that these are actually not separate entities, but these are all one thing uh yeah. they are all of who we are, and all of who we are is exactly as you said uh is is a is a thing created to worship uh, and and we believe that thing to be worshipped is not. The ego or things, but instead uh, the grace and love of Christ that's come into the world.
1: Yeah, I think for Paul too, he really believes he's been given freedom. He was yeah. someone who labored under the law, who tried very hard. Um, and you know, Romans is that great line, right? Uh, I do the very thing I do not want to do, and what I want to do, I cannot will it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for for Paul, he believes he has been set free but he hasn't been set free so he can go about and do whatever he wants. He's been set free so that he he can become a better lover and servant of God. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when we talk about freedom, we think no constraints. And I think what Paul is saying is you've been freed from the constraints of sin Mm -hmm. and its consequences. Mm -hmm. But you now are constrained by your gratitude And by your love for God, it should be evident in everything you do. And it is my personal experience that being constrained by God's love is one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. Um, It can sound onerous or shouldn't I just be able to do whatever I want? And that's just not the reality. The reality is that there's something I think about our souls that flourishes under the direction and leading Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about, you know, Augustine talks exactly about that, and and really it's where Calvin gets his Reformed thoughts, what we base a lot of our theology on, is that uh, we have been freed from the constraints of sin that prevent us from coming to God, that God's grace has broken through uh, that that heaviness, that weight of sin that weighs upon us, and because that freedom is, is that that freedom and grace that has been given to us is that we have the freedom to understand and to know God. Uh, uh, and what an incredible freedom that is. That Because uh, that's what we believe is, is not that, uh, t- in our theology, that not that we come to God, but God comes to us. And that's the freedom that breaks through.
1: It's interesting the language you use there. Because if I believe that I have been freed in order that I may stand before my God and be loved and accepted... I will tell you that if I truly believe I am standing in God's presence, that's going to change me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what Paul's saying. Um, it, It should change you. And so we will end with a quote from one of our summer saints, Augustine, who has written, You never go away from us, yet we have difficulty in returning to you. So come, Lord, stir us up and call us back. Kindle and seize us. Be our fire and our sweetness. Let us love. Let us run.
0: Hmm. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe 4th of July. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen.
1: Amen.